Okay, so we are talking about Halloween on our little theme this year of why we do slash do and not slash do or don't celebrate certain holidays and why we've kind of ignored Halloween for forever. We've never actually talked about it on the podcast because it wasn't really a big deal for us. I feel like no one was really asking us if we celebrated or didn't celebrate. I think because our kids were too young and now that our kids are old enough to obviously love candy and love the concept of dress up, uh, we've gotten a lot more questions about it this year. So we thought we would kind of talk about what our thoughts are when it comes to Halloween and specifically Halloween and how we should view it as Christians, how we choose to view it in our home. So anyways, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. If you do give it a thumbs up on YouTube, um, feel free to share it and thank you guys for all your ratings and reviews. So without further ado, let's dive in. But now that we're a family podcast. All right, here we are, Catherine Joy. You know what's remarkable is that we are now over three years into this podcast, and this is our first time talking Halloween. I know. It seems like such low-hanging fruit because you don't have to think up a topic. You know, you could just talk about Halloween when it comes around. But it's really something like I haven't wanted to talk about ever Mm -hmm. until... Someone asked a question on Instagram and we answered it and it was, you know, what our thoughts were on Halloween. And I got, when we were going through the comments, there were two main responses. One was people saying, thank you for not celebrating Halloween. I think it's crazy that Christians do. Hmm. And then the other response was Halloween is a Christian has, is a Christian holiday. And that was what wanted, what made me want to talk about it were those comments that were like, it's a Christian holiday. Uh, so anyways. Yeah. I mean, I think that I've heard a variety of reasons why people do or don't celebrate Halloween. And this is one that I think, as Katie mentioned in the introduction, we've never really discussed it because it's been a non-issue in our home. And for a few reasons. One is that Katie, neither you or I grew up celebrating Halloween. Yeah. And so it's not like we had these long standing traditions that we had to decide whether or not we were going to carry on with our children and with our own family. Um, and then, as you said already too in the introduction, is that our kids were not at an age where they showed any interest in, in Halloween. And so we didn't really have to come up with our stance on what we were going to do with Halloween. Um, and we didn't have to do as far as like verbalizing it. Yes. I mean, our kids knew like they were obviously very aware last year, uh, because all of our neighbors go all out for Halloween. Hmm. So we have spiders and eyeballs and hands and skeletons hanging all around our neighborhood. And I remember last year was the first year that the kids were like, that is so creepy. Why are they doing that? to their house. And so we're like, Oh, that's, that's Halloween. And the kids never asked, well, can we do that? (laughs) You know, (laughs) they just knew it was clear that we weren't going to participate in something that was like that. And, um, I think there's just been a mutual understanding that Halloween is not something we partake in. And so it's never been a discussion with our kids up to this point. Yeah. I'm actually kind of grateful for that. Um, childlike response that we have been able to witness mm-hmm. last year and, and then again this year in regards to the festivities surrounding Halloween because I think it actually makes it a little easier for me to as you mentioned we never had any plans of celebrating Halloween 
we grew up in families that were anti-Halloween and we, that's, we just, that's what we were going to do. B too. We were anti-Halloween. We weren't going to do it. Um, and, but I think I had never done a deep dive person. I'd never been forced personally to do a deep dive as to, well, what's your defense for not doing Halloween or why would you, why would you stand for it in this way and, you know, not be pro it. Um, and it's funny because even after last year, anybody that's listened to our podcast knows that for a long time, Katie and I did not celebrate Christmas. Well, last year was the first year we celebrated Christmas Mm -hmm. as a family. So we did a whole episode on that. And that required, I think a lot of, uh, true reading and research and conviction for both Katie and I. Yeah. Like Christmas is a lot twistier, you know, because if you've grown up not celebrating it, because when you look at Christmas, it's like, Oh, like silent night is playing in Macy's (laughs) or, you know, like, every nativity scenes are out. People are talking about Christ's birth and there are a lot of pagan tradition thrown in there. You know, we have random Santa Claus. We have the reindeer. We have Yuletide and yeah, yeah. we have all kinds of stuff. We've got the Druids hanging in the shadows uh, of history as we do with Halloween. Everything starts with the Druids apparently. (laughs) Is that right? (laughs) Uh, But yeah, but, um, But, but obviously when you think of Christmas, you think light, right and Christ at the center of it. Even, I mean, people go to church on Christmas Eve. It's, um, it's not overtly like death and dying and decay. Yeah. It seems like it's a much more of a sub culture that's anti-Christmas in the Christian community. Yes. Like it's, and we were a part of that, you know, subculture that because of the pagan, uh, associations with Christmas, we were, we were anti-celebrating Christmas. And then you and I, um, just, formed our own family conviction last year and we've got a ton of peace and confidence and celebrating Christmas. Now that's not what this podcast is about. Is it? (laughs) This is about what holidays (laughs) we do and do not celebrate. Uh, However, I, I guess today I was just telling Katie before we recorded this, I had basically planned on doing similar research, even though I'm not a huge research guy as to the roots of Halloween. um, Like I did, before deciding whether or not we were going to celebrate Christmas and then do the podcast episode on it. But because of just this week and the nature of, especially today, just getting so thrown out of whack with some yeah. things that popped up this morning, I've had zero time to do any type of research regarding the origins of ha- Halloween. But I actually kind of preferred that. I was just telling Katie, I was like, you know, it's a lot easier for me to just kind of look at it at its face value to hear like, what does Halloween look like here in 2022? Okay, what does the Bible say I'm supposed to celebrate and what I'm supposed to represent as a Christian? Does Halloween in 2022 here in the United States of America align with my values as a Christian? It's like, well, it's really easy for me to say no when I just look at it like that. And it's really like going back to what I was saying, it's kind of nice actually having the, the childlike response that our children have had to it because it really just says it for, for what it is. It's like, wow, they say things like, that's so dark, that's so scary, that's so evil looking. And you're like, yeah, you're right. Like, I don't want to have anything to do with that. Yeah, I like that. I think sometimes we can overcomplicate things. As humans, we can convince ourselves that anything is a good idea, literally anything. I mean, we've cons- I mean, yeah, I was just going to say some things, but, and I don't want to ruffle some feathers. But here, as humans, I mean, we had the Colosseum in Rome where people thought it was a good idea to put humans in the center of a 
amphitheater and watch them get eaten by lions or fight each other. So one had to die or whatever, you know, like we come up with really bad ideas and think that, Oh, well, it's entertaining or we like it or it's fun or for whatever reason, we convince ourselves that it's moral by our own standard or a wise decision to make. And I think of that when it comes to Halloween, it's really been justified by a lot of Christians as it's fun and the kids just like to dress up and they like to go eat candy. And what are you going to do? Like, aren't your kids going to miss out on all these memories of happy childhood and dressing up and, you know, going trick-or-treating and all that. And to that, I mean, I would say, yeah, it's a great muscle for them to flex now being in the world and not of it. Um, the scripture says that light has no fellowship with darkness. That's no fellowship. When I think of the epitome of darkness, I think of the Halloween holiday and yeah, our children are going to be left out of dressing up when all the other kids are dressing up. And hopefully they're going to feel just as comfortable being left out when everyone's having sex in high school. Like there's a million times they're going to be left out of things considered odd. Hey, it's all fun. It's all in good, you know, yeah, nobody's getting hurt. Nobody's getting hurt, whatever. And it's like, no, like we just do certain things because we're child of the King and we abstain from certain things because we're child children of the King. And that's fine. <laughs> you know, like I'm not worried about my kids. I think the more often that they flex that muscle of we're different, we don't do things the same way. Uh, the stronger that muscle gets over the years when they're confronted with really big decisions yeah. and whether to go, you know, with peer pressure or the crowd or miss out and not have as much air quotes fun. Yeah. And you know, what's crazy, Katie, is you talk about flexing that muscle. And I think there's so much value in that, uh, as adults, and then certainly to be able to introduce it to our children when they are in the safety and the comfort of our own home. And they know that they've, that, that we have their best interest in mind and that we're rooting for them and we're able to come alongside them and, and walk with them in saying no to certain things and say, no, we don't do things the way the world does them in this instance, we don't, we aren't, we aren't going to be a part of this and to do it with them, the sooner, the better, like the sooner they're able to start yeah. flexing that muscle because it, it becomes, it's so funny how like it becomes so black and white as the, as years go on. But if you don't start flexing the muscle early on, you, you start to convince yourself that the black and white stuff is actually gray too. Yeah, you know, that's like we're we're because like something like Halloween would be easy to say. Well, it's not. You know, we don't do the skulls and the death. We we do it in a more wholesome way over here. And so you kind of it's not. You don't have to plant your flag and say, well, it's not the same as you know fornication. They'll, we'll teach them how to say no to sex before marriage. And I'm not saying or that like the two dressing like a hooker when you're in high school and college. You know what I mean? Yes. Like the whole costume thing's a joke. You see where that goes and that's not healthy. Yeah. You know, uh, it's terrifying to be out on Halloween. Evening. Yes. <laughs> you guys, it's literally terrifying. And how confusing is that for our kids when we go, Oh no, we're going to be a part of this. We are going to this holiday. We're like, my kids are asking me, Oh, why is that guy? Why is there a, you know, uh, like a scarecrow guy being hung by that person's tree. Like, oh, well, we're going to be a part of that. And we're going to be a part of, you know, Pippi Longstockings with her skirt up to her waist. And we're going to be a part of all the blood and vampires. It's gross. Mm -hmm. There's nothing redemptive about Halloween. And dressing up like Cinderella 
doesn't do anyone any favors because it just makes it gray hmm. and confusing. Yeah. Another thing I think I heard a lot growing up, um, because obviously we've both been around a ton of Christian friends that celebrate Halloween. I, as I'm, like, I'm, I'm literally blocking out everyone I know as I'm talking about this right now that I know celebrates Halloween that I love and has a totally different conviction on this because I just want to be true to this is what I believe about it. Yeah. But obviously we know and love a lot of people that celebrate Halloween. They clearly have a different perspective on it and you know, that's okay. Yeah. And when you, another thing that I heard a lot growing up, my parents would be confronted with this is that Halloween's an awesome opportunity for evangelism. And it's a great opportunity for ministry to, you know, new people are coming to through your home via trick-or-treating or you get to be out, you know, trick-or-treating in other people's houses or you're going to parties or whatever, whatever the thing may be. And again, not that this is like a one-to-one analogy, but you already brought it up and you brought the Coliseum. It's like, well, the Coliseum where they were killing people and having people fight to the death would be another awesome ministry opportunity. If you're using that lens to go through, like, we're going to be around a lot of people to share the gospel to, but you wouldn't go partake in it. Like you wouldn't go yeah. uh, be a, a spectator and enjoy the, the carnage of, of the Coliseum and say, yeah, and I'm going to actually on my way out, I'm going to hand out some tracks, you know, so that people can hear the gospel message. Uh, a city that is set on a hill is separate from the city mm-hmm. that, that from the Valley, we are a light, the light is separate from the darkness. And this is an area that I feel like, are there areas where that becomes gray and people can become legalistic on, you know, the, like what color, I mean, I'm wearing denim jeans right now. And we were a part of a group for a long time that forbid men wearing denim, you know, it, because they wanted to be separate. They wanted to be, the oh, not have ow. any fellowship Those with Levi's models. Were yeah. Just too cute. Yeah. They, they wanted, and, um, and again, people have personal convictions around their clothing, and I'm not trying to say that Halloween's compared to clothing, but I'm saying I think this is a really, like you said, low-hanging fruit opportunity to just not partake in to not have fellowship with the darkness. Like, because I think there are a lot of gray areas that you're going to have to talk through and work through with your kids when it comes to the crowd you hang out with, the media you consume, the clothing you wear. You're thinking like, well, what is the line? What What is the standard? How should we, when should we let our kids start dating? What are the guidelines for dating? Like, those are actually, I think, challenging uh, topics to find definitive, like, uh, guidelines on for the Christian, for the Christian walk and not having fellowship with the darkness. I just don't think Halloween's difficult. Like it's, it's not hard to find that defining line and be like, no, we just don't celebrate it. Yeah. I was listening to a, well, I'm reading a book right now. It's, it's phenomenal, but it's talking about laying down tracks for our children to run on. And, uh, this gal was talking about how decisions are the hardest part of our life is making decisions. And so any area of our life where we don't have to make a decision, what a gift that is. And she was saying how with our children, we could set them up to, to where they don't even know they're making certain decisions. They're just, it's just habit. It's just what they're expected um, or what they're expecting. And that just sets them up to just have real clarity in their life with certain things. Cause there's enough gray and there's enough confusion and, and there's going to be lots of things that pop into their life where they're like, I've never seen this before. How do I handle it? But when it comes to something like um, horror or sexuality being on display, or, you know, just the fact that, that Halloween starts at night, And it's under like the shroud of, of darkness. It's just kind of like, oh, we just, we just don't participate in that, 
that style stuff. I never have from the time I was a kid. It would feel awkward to them to go out to participate. They're going to feel uncomfortable in those situations. And that's what we're trying to set our kids up for. We aren't trying to familiarize them with all of this. So it all feels so natural. And then one day they find themselves in a situation where it's like, well, I've been around all this debauchery before. It's not a big deal. And it's like, well, it is a big deal. Yeah. Katie and I have talked a lot about how grateful we were for the friction that was between so many of the sins that beset young people in in high school or junior high, high school, and then your young adult years. And this is not, I mean, Katie and I don't think we, we don't find any righteousness in our refraining from sex before marriage or excessive drinking, you know, and, and drug use or partying like that. Our only righteousness is in Christ, but the ramifications of each one of those things do have earthly impact. Like there is, there is hardships that come from death into different areas of your life come from all those sins. From disobeying God's law. Yeah, from disobeying God's law, exactly. And it would have, it was just hard for us. We were, we were young, we were sinful people, and yet we didn't, there was so much friction between like where we were like, and going to like parties or finding drugs or, or getting with, you know, having sex with somebody. And I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Like, there's like so many opportunities to cop out or for your wisdom to like your brain to kick in <laughs> because if you've never been somewhere before and mm-hmm. you don't know the steps quite to get there, it's, it's like you said, there's just a lot of friction between A and B. It's not something you kind of slide into or make one bad decision. It's uh, cause you aren't real knowledgeable about any of that stuff. So you'd have to really, really want it to seek it out. <laughs> Absolutely. Know? And I'm not putting any confidence for my children in like saying, Oh, these boundaries or these rules will keep them right. My children need to be saved by the power of Jesus Christ and his, in the conviction of the Holy spirit. And they need to put their hope and their trust and their faith in him. And the only way they're going to be able to walk freed from sin is in the power of Jesus Christ and in belief in his finished work. And I want to preach that and I want them to believe that. However, like we are living in these sinful bodies and I, do I regret the sins I've committed? Absolutely. Am I grateful for more sins that I didn't commit? I'm very grateful for those. Like, Mm -hmm. and I want there to be this friction between, you might call them more, you know, um, I guess like obvious sins or like, you know, more grotesque sins of the world from where they're at now, I want them to have, there be a lot of friction and then be like uncomfortable with the thought of going to that level. Are they going to sin? Of course. Are they going to need to find repentance? Yes. Is there going to be like heartache? Yeah, there'll be heartache. They'll, all those things. We'll need to work through a lot of things, Mm -hmm. but I don't want them to be like circumstantially comfortable with the sins of the world. Yeah. And when I like, when I think of Halloween, Halloween, when I see Halloween just in our little, you know, kid friendly neighborhood, um, I think, wow, this is really aligned with pretty all the sins of the world, like murder and lust and well, it really, death. it really dumbs, it waters them down and it familiarizes you with them. Yeah, it's like, like hey, said. kids, this is so fun. Do you want to be Frankenstein or a cowboy? Like, it's not really a big deal which yeah, one you it's are. All the same, yeah. And your friends, you know, whatever with the Reaper, yeah, you the, know, the Reaper, yeah, and um. I don't, I don't know you guys, like, obviously if you're in it, if you've grown up in it and you have happy holiday Halloween memories, it might, this might be like a big bucket of cold water over your head, you know? And you're like, what on earth? Like, where are you coming from? But I still think it's worth, I mean, I'm glad you're here listening because 
I, it, maybe it's, it's just a different perspective. It's from someone who has never participated in this. And so sees it clearly one way. And I know that it's very easy for all of us to be right in our own eyes and to see something super clearly in one way. Uh, but hopefully it just, you know, it's a little different perspective. So for those of you, okay, well, I wanted to address real quick first though, you mentioned like, um, witnessing and stuff, mm-hmm. and this has been a great time to witness. So well, I would that, say exactly. that, um, because Leon, he, he is our evangelist. He pushes me so out of my comfort zone. Um, like we were standing outside this house and there were all these skeletons in the yard. And so I was taking the opportunity to teach the kids where all their bones were. And it was pretty educational. And, um, so then I'm just sitting there and Leon looks back at me on his bike and he's like, mama, what are you thinking? And I was like, oh, I'm just kind of zoning out. And he's like, oh, I was thinking you were thinking about going in there to tell those people about Jesus and how he died on the cross. And I just oh, that's man. so sweet. So we've had like five neighbor kids over this week and Leon has told every single one of them, asked them, do you know who Jesus is? And then told them that he died on the cross for their sins. And it's because he feels the darkness and the burden of our, the lost world. And he you know, he feels it more heavily during this time. And and I want him to feel that heavily because we do live in a lost world. Yeah. And then something else, you know, something we might do in the future. I'm not opposed. Honestly, it's kind of out of my comfort zone right now, but like, I don't think it's a bad thing to give out candy or to stand on your doorstep and offer people stuff and share the gospel with them. Sure. Like it's never a bad time to share the gospel. No, it's never a bad time. So (laughs) I don't think there's anything wrong with, Hey, if they're coming to you to share the gospel with them, but we won't be participating in like, you know, dressing up and decorating our home. Yeah, exactly. We aren't doing the holiday. Um, but if it brings conversations your way, then I think that's wonderful. Yeah, and we, we'll probably do like wholesome candy <laughs> so that we can word. have a clear conscience. With that. <laughs> okay, stop. <laughs> uh, um, no, I think that's so true, Katie, because yeah, to finish that thought about the, it's an awesome outreach opportunity. I think it, we've had, well, this is actually just a convicting topic in general because our kids have made Katie and I more evangelistically minded than ever before. Because of oh, their get, heart like, for the gospel. In like, my I am convicted on a daily basis with their heart for telling people about Jesus because they have that childlike faith of just mm-hmm. matter of fact. And uh, a low fear of man. Too. Yeah, exactly. And a low fear of man. It's just kind of like, well, what's the, like, what if, so what if they laugh at me? Like, they need to know that like sin leads to death and death leads to hell. And like the only freedom from that is through Jesus Christ. And, it, like they just see it for how it how it is much more than I do with the busyness of my life. I mean, like, oh, there's a, you know, there's always something else to do besides talk to that person mm-hmm. about Jesus. And uh, this the Halloween season has only heightened that in our children, like you said, not because we celebrate it, because they see the darkness, they see kind of like a lot of the more vile um, attributions of the holiday. And it, it saddens their heart for all their neighbor kids. Yeah. Um, and they want to tell them. And then, yeah, the other funny thing Lucy said, can we say the thing Lucy said? Oh my goodness. That yes. I forgot too. about that. That was because, so cute. That was so cute. Lucy was, well, you can tell it because okay. you're actually there. So we were at ballet and it's something that just Lucy and I do because it's special for us. And there's all the little girls are sitting around in a circle and their teachers asking them what they're going to be for Halloween. And they get to Lucy and Lucy says, I don't celebrate Halloween. I celebrate God. (laughs) And the teacher goes, I celebrate God too. But like, she was just so bold. Like, and I guess 
I love, obviously, they're going to learn that some of their friends that they meet are going to celebrate Halloween. And they're and Christians. And they're yeah. Christians, and they love the Lord too. And uh, they're going to learn that as they get older. Right now we're in a community where I'd say most of our friends don't do that, like locally, Yeah, uh, don't celebrate. Um, but I just think it's really cool that they feel the separation and have a heart for the lost. And I think that if we were dressing them up and saying, no, you're a part of this, even if you look a little, your costume's a little different, you're a part of this whole thing, they wouldn't feel that, mm -hmm. that difference. Yes, exactly. They wouldn't have that conviction, I think. Yeah. And that heart for the kiddos. And like you said, I think, well, th the conversations around things like, oh, we've got Christian friends that celebrate Halloween, that conversation will come. That's just going to be happening nonstop in life going forward yeah, with our true. own set of values and our own standards that kids are, they see things like, okay, well, if this is the right thing to do, then Christians do this. And if we're doing it, that's the right thing to do. And so if you're not doing it, then you're not a Christian. Like you just, that's how I they grew up viewing things. They don't have great abstract thinking. Um, yes. You know, I thought because my parents didn't have tattoos. So I thought until I was like seven or eight, Hey, if you have a tattoo, then you aren't a Christian. Exactly. <laughs> Cause no one I knew that was a Christian oh, had a tattoo. Exactly. <laughs> All know? those things. When I think back to how I viewed it as a child. Yeah. I thought if you were smoking a cigarette, you weren't a Christian. You know, if you were drinking a beer, you weren't a Christian. If you had they tattoos, had if you had a piercings, if you, if you like dyed your hair a weird color, yeah, you know, if, if you girls were wearing hair. like belly button shirts, you know, like I think of all the standards that I thought were synonymous with, with being a Christian and like, does that mean we not, are not going to carry on our own family values in certain ways? Of course. But there's those conversations with our kids and what, and defining what is sin and what is not, you know, and what is walking in lightness and what is dark is going to be happening their whole life. Yeah. Um, and they learn the nuances we go. Um, yes. but it's, but right now they just know we don't. And I don't, I don't know. It's just... I like it all makes sense to everybody right now. So we'll see how it goes as they get older and, and desire to maybe participate in these things when they get older. And, um, but hopefully they're going to know our heart behind why we don't, uh, regardless of what other people do, but clicking real quick. I, I just feel like there's a kid right outside that door. Okay. I just heard this like screeching and scratching. Yeah, I didn't. You, you had that sixth sense. Activated. Oh my goodness. So if you guys are thinking, okay, I just wanted to talk about the whole like Halloween is Christian and all that real briefly, because I just did a little reading on it because I was like, oh really? How interesting it has come so far from its roots potentially. And I think it's really interesting upon reading certain things. We need to be careful about saying it's Christian. If I decide to go out with Elisha and we get a couple other Christian friends, right? We're all Christian. And we decide we don't like Halloween and we go and we take everyone's pumpkins and mash them all up and tear down all their decor. Is that a Christian thing to do? No, just because Christians did it doesn't mean that it is Christian. It can just be a human act and people could be uh, misled in what <laughs> was a good thing to do. I think of the crusades. I think of all the things that have been done in the name of Christianity and how much havoc it has wreaked, wrecked and how often it was unaligned with scripture and more aligned with man's goals for power and glory. And, you know, all those things that we as humans are so easily succumb to. Yeah. I love learning about church history and I love learning about different times in the Christian tradition, but 
putting any like putting too much emphasis on that like it's anything close to the authority of God's word is is wrong. And I think that it's easy to do and it's easy. I know a lot of different Christian traditions do that even now is they'll put way too much stock in tradition and in church history and what, well, this is what the church did in whatever year, or this is what this, you know, saint did, or this is what this, what this, this father of the church, father of the faith did this. Can we learn from saints and from men of the faith and women of the faith? Absolutely. But the Bible is the authority and and if it's unaligned with the Bible, you can't say it's a Christian thing. Like it, yes. it might, you might even have Christian roots in that it was started by Christians, like you said, but that doesn't mean it's got some authoritative value or even redemptive value for that matter. Yeah. I think of certain things people will say, oh, Christians, um, I think of even like, you know, the man and women men and women roles when it comes to marriage and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, Christian men oppress their wives or whatever or have in history. And it's like, well, actually they didn't, that, that was wrong if that was so. And they took the verse out of context. So that is not a Christian thing to do to oppress your wife just because some guy did it and he went to church. There have been Christian men that have oppressed their wife. Yes. But they, yeah. but they weren't following what the Bible said about no. how to so, so like wife. when Elijah and I are choosing what we're going to do for our children, we, yeah, we look at church history, but we look at first and foremost, does it align with God's word or was it something that someone made up that was political or for their own benefit in some way or another, or just really misplaced ideas? Yeah. And I'm grateful for the simplicity where I say, uh, yeah, to me, the simplicity of of God's word, even as it speaks to the times. I, I think, again, because I do love reading theologians and learning about church history, it's easy to be like, this stuff is really complicated. How do we apply it to today? What does this look like in my life? But then you step back a bit and you just like open the Bible and you read like anywhere in the Bible, you read the Old Testament, the New Testament, you read the epistles, you read the gospels, you read in Proverbs, you read in the Psalms. You're like, oh, I know exactly what this is saying about how, like, I know what it's clear on what it's meaning. And it's also clear on how this applies to here and now 2022. Like there's not that much confusion around it. I don't think. No, I don't think so either. So the history of Halloween, this is just a little like high, high level overview, right? We start with the Druids because we always start with the Druids. Those guys came up with everything. Apparently when it comes to holidays, they were big into them. And supposedly it was like the layer of earth or whatever, the layers between the spirit world and the humor, human world got really thin the night of Halloween. And so the spirits could walk the earth. And so you'd wear costumes so that you could, um, and you, and so you'd wear these costumes to distract the spirits from you because they would think that you're also an evil spirit. Did you get this from Pixar or Wikipedia? <laughs> like how, cause I mean, cause I would trust Mommy Pixar, bloggers. but I don't know about Wikipedia. Mommy bloggers. No. Okay. Um, somewhere online, you guys, this is just like vague. Go look it up yourself. I don't really care that much. So anyways, there's just basically, it's all clearly pagan. Okay. It's clearly pagan. You have like the jack-o'-lanterns and people would carve the jack-o'-lanterns. So they'd scare away evil spirits and stuff like that. And honestly, I'm not doing jack-o'-lanterns with the kids this year because that is something I've done. And that's something I have been convicted on over reading this, like the jack-o'-lanterns date way back. That's not just like a fun thing. So anyways, there's that. And then you have 
All Saints Day, which All Saints Day is actually the day after Halloween. It's November 1st. I think that's what Halloween means. I think it means the eve of. The eve of. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. Good for or you. Like, isn't it? Look at you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you have your little thing. Um, and so then you have All Saints Day. And this is the Christian part, technically. Um, it had to do with purgatory and Elisha and I don't believe in purgatory. So again, it's all really surrounding death. And the highlight of this holiday is still death. Why are you looking at me weird? Because I'm... Type in your password, please. I have my notes. I shall tell you. Oh, there you go. There you go. Okay, here we go. Uh, So it says, All Saints Day, there were traditions of ringing bells for the souls in purgatory. And then... Children would go house to house souling and they would get soul cakes in exchange for prayers for departed loved ones. And people wore costumes in order to protect themselves from the wandering souls of the dead. So again, the highlight is still death and praying for the dead. And, you know, Christ's death on the cross wasn't enough to save people. There's still some impurity left there. So we have to pray it away or hope that it goes away so that they can enter into heaven. I still don't love all the focus on just the death and dying and the souls and the spirit world. Spirits are very real, like very, very real. And so I don't like to uh, dabble in that, that stuff. You know, like portals are real. Oh, all yeah. of these, all these things are real and you can really open yourself up and open your home up to be spiritually attacked. And so I just like to stay away from all the extra spiritual hocus pocus. Well, yeah. I mean, just starting with, like you said, one celebrating death or celebrating saints in a, in a weird way. Like we celebrate Christ and we rejoice in him. And do we have birthday parties here on earth? Yeah, we do. But when people are dead, we're rejoicing for them because they're either, because they're with Christ. Like that's the mm-hmm. only time to rejoice. And the Bible makes it clear that there is no purgatory is appointed once for man to die, then comes judgment. And so we're either celebrating death because they're now dying from this earthly body and they're going to live in eternity with heaven with their new bodies and in perfect communion with Christ, or it's the worst thing that you could ever think of. Mm-hmm. Da- there is nothing to celebrate about death when you are apart from Christ. Yeah. And, and so- I don't think they're like celebrating death, but it's weird because it was a holiday, but they would go around and like pray for, pray for the souls of the dead you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they weren't celebrating their dead loved ones, but they were, it was like this whole day focused around death. Mm. And like, so two, th- two caveats I want to make. One, I know that All Saints Day, there are Christians today that celebrate All Saints Day in a different way than it was celebrated. And I'm not saying it's wrong to celebrate All Saints Day. Um, I know there's a lot of different ways to celebrate it and stuff like that. And the second thing is I know that there's a lot of Catholics that listen to our podcast and do believe in purgatory and purgatory. There's um, books in your scripture that has purgatory mentioned in it, right? Like the Maccabees or the, I'm going to sound totally ignorant here if you're Catholic and you know what I'm talking about. But um, there's, there's several books that are omitted from the Protestant Bible that you guys have in your scriptures and there's like some mention to a purgatory or something. So I get that that's a whole doctrine in and of itself, but that's not something that Elisha and I believe in. Mm -hmm. And so 
that's not something that we're going to focus on either. Um, well, like you just said it regarding death. Um, I don't know. I like Christ conquered death. And so I don't think there's any fear of death for those that are in Christ Jesus. There's only, there's only rejoicing to come after this physical body is done away with once these physical bodies die. Um, however, death is still not like a, it's not a celebrated thing. Like it, even though we don't fear it, even though we don't, um, like we don't have to live in total, you know, like I said, trepidation about fear or about death. Um, it's still not something to like celebrate. Like it's celebrating death is it's like celebrating sickness. Like you don't celebrate sickness, right? As you don't far celebrate. As you're saying like in a 2022 way, if you were celebrating Halloween with this Christian backlight, then it's, it would be just like still a celebration of death. Yeah. I mean, even it sounds like even in this origin, but yeah, you take it to 2022 and the way people decorate it, it is a zombies and it's people hanging from a tree with like a knife through their head. And it's, you know, dead bodies hanging out of cars and stuff. You're like, it, it's celebrating death and there is nothing celebratory about death itself. Like what Christ, Christ conquering death is worth celebrating but death has always been an enemy of man. And now we can celebrate Christ because he overcame death, but we don't celebrate death. Yeah. And I think that we have, you know, with what the doctrine that Elisha and I believe, and this is getting a little bit more into doctrine than I think you're anticipating. That we're ready, that we're ready for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, feel free to send us your comments, you guys, like uh, message us on Instagram or something with your thoughts on all of it. I, I'm really, I'm curious about it. Um, but I think that, like you said, like this, this life is a vapor and when we die, it's over. So we move on to either life with Christ or we life's over. So, yeah, so we don't hell. obsess yeah. over it. We don't, we don't really think about, we don't dwell on death. It's just the death is over. We mourn and grieve and we move on. And so well, it's I, not something to just really dwell on. I don't even know if it's wrong to, to dwell on from a, like, it certainly shouldn't be celebrated. But I think that if anything, death is not dwelt on enough a lot of times when it I'm comes to like I'm saying we don't have like a day of the dead. Like basically yes. Halloween's could be renamed the day of the dead. Sure. And I just don't think that's anything worth dressing your kids up in and sending them around a neighborhood for. Neither do I. <laughs> that's what I've said. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I probably honestly in that whole chunk sounded very ignorant because I, I am. I haven't looked very deeply into this. Um so tell me if I'm wrong. That's totally fine. Um, and then when it comes to Reformation Day, which is also what people brought up, I don't know a ton about Reformation Day. I know that people celebrate it because that's when Martin Luther pounded up the, you know, the, the, like the paper. Yes. Or whatever. Yeah. I think it was 93. And 95? Uh, 95. I 95. Think it, yeah. Okay. Something like that. 93, 95. <laughs> um, thesis on the wall and was like, Hey, we believe in Christ alone. And that it was really big for, well, yeah. Start of the pro. I mean, it was kind of like the start of the Protestant reformation. Yeah. 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 So that's obviously a big day in our faith and in what we believe and it shaped Christianity as a whole. And it's not something that we currently celebrate. I'm not saying that we would never do anything for reformation day or whatever, but it's not going to look at all like, Halloween if we did. Yeah. There would definitely be no dress up and no candy like 
maybe a feast or something totally different, but that's not something that we're doing right now. Um, it's not something that I'm like, I think I just learned about that actually. So it's not something I'm super anti at all. It's, it sounds cool, but that's not what we currently do. We honestly don't know what we currently do for. We Halloween. don't do anything. For, we just don't celebrate Halloween. I think like, that's well. No, but I'm saying you have to do something on Halloween because you either need to like be witnessing standing at your door, yeah, or you do what we've done the last two years, which is kind of cop out and turn off all our lights and get in the car and be like, "What are we doing? Yeah, for where tonight? are we going? Yeah." <laughs> So there's that. And honestly, I don't think that that is the best way to live Halloween, do Halloween. It does kind of seem like hiding your light under a bushel. I'm feeling convicted as we share this. I feel like this feels very, I feel like we need to talk to our neighbors about Christ. You know, it's like if they're coming to us, I don't know, but I'd probably just make it so awkward anyways. So yeah. Well, nothing wrong with that. That's like, that's Uh, no reason to not do it. I I mean, Yeah. I know. You're so right. I'm convicted too. Here we go. Now everybody knows what we're doing on Halloween. (laughs) We're going to be, yeah, I guess cutting our teeth on our evangelism skills. (laughs) Yeah. So we'll see. Cause we've definitely just like driven around until it's dark and then tried to sneak in and put the kids to bed. Mm. But yeah, so that's why we don't celebrate it. I know that there's probably a little more, uh, I don't know raw passion in this. It is something I feel really strongly about. It's something I'm genuinely confused that Christians participate in. And so it's not something that I feel like I've been real sensitive with in this podcast. And so if you just feel like there's something very redemptive in the way that you're celebrating Halloween and you feel very strongly about how you do it, um, I would love to hear why and and what that is, uh, because I definitely don't see it from that angle but I'm open to it. I don't know if you're open. I'm not open to it. (laughs) I think I'm open. I'm genuinely curious because the amount of Christians that celebrate Halloween is insane. It's, it's basically everybody. The people who don't are. Yeah. The minority and the Christian. Like five of us, you know? Yeah. So I just, I just, I'm, I'm curious, like, why is this such a big thing? Why do we feel like, it's a great thing for our kids to do. Like, honestly, like we aren't going to a harvest party on Halloween because again, I just, we don't participate in this holiday. We don't dress up and go somewhere and do everything the same way at a church. Like, yeah, I'm not saying it's wrong for the church to put it on. I think it's a great way to bring people in potentially. Um, I also think it could be confusing for the people that are going, Um, I think it'd probably be more powerful if the church says we don't celebrate Halloween, we don't participate in this and people go, why what's wrong with it? Yeah. But instead we all just dress up and go to church after we go around the neighborhood. So, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the longer we talk are just our personal opinions really going to start coming out here because I, I, it's too raw. We like decided to do this like Yesterday, I told you, and I think two days ago was the first time we ever considered doing it. Whereas like Christmas, we thought about for years before. Yeah, you're right. Um, Like years, literally. We were like really soft in our approach. And this we're just like, you idiot, (laughs) which I don't want to come across as. (laughs) That's not what I feel. I'm just genuinely confused. Yeah, I think we are. And and I'm, I'm sure there's other things in life where we're like that in too, where it's just the majority of Christians would do something and we're like, what? And, (laughs) and so that's just how things go, I guess. Yeah. But now you know why we don't and how opinionated we are about it. 
and how opinionated we are on about it. Okay, it's time to end this episode. You guys, thank you so much for listening. Can't wait to, can't, can't wait for our next episode. How about if you didn't like this episode, give it a thumbs up. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. All right, bye. Bye.